Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. In this episode, we'll be discussing Iamblichus and his influence on early modern thinkers in Freemasonry. The last of the three great Neoplatonists, the former being Plotinus and Porphyry, of which he was a student, Iambicus played an important role in the transmission of Platonic ideas into the thought of Middle Ages and the Renaissance. Often found on the printing presses of Italy during the early modern period, I consider Iamblichus to be possibly the most influential thinker when it comes to ritual practice, as it is his work on theurgy that was discovered by Marsilio Ficino, who in turn's Platonic Academy helped engender the Italian Renaissance and thus spirituality in the Western world. In his philosophy, Iamblichus tried to harmonise the rational discourse of classical Greek philosophy with the ancient religious practices of Egypt, Assyria and Chaldea. It has been of great fortune that so many of his writings have survived from antiquity, and it is to be noted that Iamblichus afforded great respect to the Chaldean oracles, a historical work on theurgy. So what is theurgy? From the dictionary, theurgy is a series of ritual operations aimed at recovering the transcendent essence by retracting the divine signatures through the layers of being. Well, this has a distinctly Neoplatonic flavour to this description, uh, but it is useful as the language somewhat hints at the influence of Neoplatonic thought on later systems of mysticism, such as Kabbalah, or as one author very cruelly wrote, Jewish Neoplatonism. Whilst producing other works such as the Theology of Arithmetic, I think that the description of ritual practices in ancient cultures to be of the most importance as what would be described as pagan practices have all been eradicated in the Christian world which leaves a spiritual inquirer born in Christendom scratching their metaphorical brow, searching for scraps of information on the subject. There's lots of times in the Bible where God's direct action is described and a prophet's reaction of receiving information from the deity, but no description of how it was done, which is obviously going to be considered blasphemy. And so this, to the inquiring mind, is extremely frustrating. Therefore, I think that the works of Iamblichus provide an invaluable bridge between ancient ritual practices and purposely concealed methodology. I would urge the listener to inquire into the works of Iamblichus as the descriptions of theurgical ascent are very, very important. Not just Iamblichus as well. Um, Proclus described the light body, which later became the selim in Kabbalah, and that's from Gershom Sholem. That's a good quote from him, uh, which makes me raise the question. If the theurgical works were widespread throughout the Renaissance and the early modern period, have they had an influence on Freemasonry? Well, I, I think so. So whilst I cannot say uh, if you check the Chaldean Oracles, page 121, line three, you'll see this in the ritual, I can safely say that the influence can be felt, for me at least. So, for instance, the common gavel denotes the force of conscience, which should keep down all vain and unbecoming thoughts that may obtrude during the aforementioned periods so that our words and actions may ascend unpolluted to the throne of grace, which is an interesting sentence. Well, that's my thoughts on the subject. It's a tricky, tricky subject, Theurgy, as it's extremely complex. But do you have anything to add, Brother Earnshaw? I'm sorry, I, I have to defer to your, your wisdom here. Uh, I do not know this subject at all. No. Sure, no. sure. <laughs> it's, uh, it's I've, been, I've been interested in theurgy, yes, mm -hmm. and uh, and um, people like Cornelius Agrippa, mm -hmm. and uh, but um, only as a practical experience, but not as a theoretical one. Sure. And so I haven't read Gershom Solom. Yes. Right? Gershom Sholem is a is a Sholem. Yes, he's a very so, prolific yeah. author. 
on Jewish mysticism. Yes. So, you know, there's many directions that Freemasonry takes us in. Mm -hmm. And uh, many people look at the Egypt, uh, the, not Egyptian, the, the Hebrew connection mm -hmm. or Judaism. Um, I don't see that myself. Um, uh, but others have also looked into the Egyptian and the Egyptian rite and Castliogro. Castliogro. Yes. So. Um, and everybody learns something when they're doing it. And so these these journeys in themselves are an education. We'll mm. never know if, if that's what it's intended, but it's it's all good learning. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. I think that's one of the big uh, things of Freemasonry. It's um, due to the trends that were popping up in France kind of around the, the Napoleonic era of linking ancient wisdom to Egypt, um, mm. particularly theurgical um, practices, that that's a lot of people are happy with that as an explanation for where Freemasonry comes from. And I think that's, I wouldn't say it's ludicrous, but the, the <laughs> right of Memphis Mesriam and, and Cagliostro, the, the, mm. uh, some of his stuff was just pure fantasy. All right, he may yes, have got some yes. of the ideas right um, in terms yeah. of the context they were used in, but it was it's reconstructionist at best. After the decipherment of the hieroglyphics, the hieroglyphics that are used in the right. ritual are yeah. nonsense, complete yeah. nonsense. Yeah. yeah. So it's an interesting notion. Um, yeah. interesting... People, you, people of that time, you know, in the, uh, say, 17, no, probably uh, 18... 20s yes what would they know they, well, they, they go. No, there you go no idea what anything that looked exotic you know was interesting mm. so um, and that has been a problem for you know good masonic research because all these different ideas and avenues which are really a waste of time it's just mm. but anyway yeah, i'm sticking holes. by my uh chinese taoist theory yes. yeah absolutely <laughs> that's that's very well researched and it, it it does have a strong bearing upon the, the what was happening in the Renaissance. I'm because it's particularly the Cardinal yes. Oracles. Uh, it's it's a what if. It's definitely a what if. But there are. I think he's interesting because a lot of his work does uh, link to Egyptian practices, which would have been Ptolemaic. It would have mm -hmm. kind of been Ptolemaic uh, Egypt, um, mm -hmm. Alexand Alexandrian mysticism, which is obviously a very fertile ground for. For such topics yes. but yes it's um it's, it's difficult just because he wrote about it and he talked about the subject doesn't mean it was true exactly <laughs> and that's a problem yeah. so many people have um yes Caglastro talking about egyptian freemasonry doesn't mean it's egyptian probably not we'll um we'll leave it there uh, if you have any questions please email on the link below we now part on the square and we'll meet soon thank you and goodbye Goodbye.